Welcome to The Power of Data, the podcast by Dun & Bradstreet. Data is everywhere, and there is more created every second of every day. Join us to hear from leaders unlocking the value of data. Welcome back to The Power of Data podcast. I'm Louise Kavanagh from Dun & Bradstreet. Today, we're at the Women in Data conference at the O2 in London, and I'm joined by Sarah Moore, who's the Data Intelligence Director at Sky. Firstly, Sarah, congratulations on being one of the 20 in data and technology. Thank you. Um, You've been at Sky for about 12 years. I know you've got a degree in maths and stats, so data and analytics is kind of in your DNA. Pretty much. Could you tell us a bit about your career journey and how you ended up in a data role? I can. I kind of fell into it a little bit. I know that's a really bad thing to say at a conference in a kind of a podcast like this. I chose maths because I enjoyed it, bizarrely. I was always that kid at school who liked solving problems. It kind of felt natural for me to do that at university. I actually changed my degree a few times at university, ended up with maths and stats. I joined a bank, HSBC, straight out of uni, worked in credit risk. It was fascinating at the time. I got out just before the financial crisis happened, um, not to blame. Then I joined Sky. What I really liked about joining Sky, and as you said, I've been there for 12 years, is it's a choice for customers. And actually, the data actually plays a massive story in how you use all of the information, the view information that we collect. I've done quite a few different roles at Sky as well. So I haven't just sat still. It's 12 years, but there's been about five different roles within those 12 years. I started off as a lead analyst looking after churn, really thinking around what was making customers stay at Sky, what was kind of making them think differently about Sky. I was there for some of the launches of their key projects, such as HD, broadband. And then I moved on to what was one of the most fun times, actually, which was a capability project. But building at the time the Europe's biggest viewing panel for TV. Up until then, Sky had really been at the behest of BARB, which is the industry standard for how we collect viewing information. It's a research panel. We built over half a million consumers onto one platform to sit there and say second by second viewing data, what are they watching? And I did a lot of work around how we could use that to really drive the strategy for Sky. It's the first time we could actually see not just what people were buying, but how they were consuming what we bought. So using it to understand how we could make customers stay at Sky for longer, what really resonated with them and engaged with them, how we could use it to think about some of the content rights that we were purchasing at the time, entertainment, drama, all of those things, but really all of the mechanics that went behind it as well. So not just how we use it from a customer point of view, a business point of view, but the mechanics around how you actually get that to work day in, day out, so you can drive value at scale. So I did that for a good four years, and then I had the opportunity to move over to Now TV. So for those of you who don't know Now TV, it's part of the Sky family. It is our version of a streaming service. I look after that in UK, Ireland, Sky Austria, Sky X, and Sky España. But essentially, really looking after how we use data, setting the vision, setting the strategy, really thinking about how we use that to drive some of the business decisions that we make, whether they be customer ones or actually within the teams themselves. And that's quite fun. I get to not only think about the mechanics of how we collect it, working with our technology teams, really thinking about how we can make it faster, better, more scalable, how we launch it across different territories, but also really think about it from a customer perspective. 
really think about champion challenging the business yeah. with the customer's voice. And I always like to say that the data flowing through all of our products and systems, it's really our customer's voice without them actually having to talk to us. And it's quite nice to be able to represent that on behalf of Now TV. It's very interesting because I did maths, not at degree level, but at A level. And then you talked about credit risk, which is obviously done in Broad Street's core <laughs> business. And stuff. I worked at the BBC and we saw the Barb thing. It's almost like, <laughs> oh, it's quite a different career path because I'm in comms, but lots of similarities there as well. Really interesting. And what you said about the the importance of that customer data and unlocking the value for the customers themselves, but also the business. It's just fascinating and shows how data is just at the core of, of a business and successful strategy. And I think you've answered one of my questions that was around the sort of customer intelligence piece but what do you see as the key trends that we've seen in the sort of data and analytics space over the last few years and and what do you think the the sort of key challenges and opportunities have been and things like AI and machine learning coming in and what sort of difference that's made for those roles that you've had Sky and elsewhere? So when I first came out of uni it was very standard data structures, Noteza, SQL, bases, all of those things. What you could do with them was great but it was limited. You could do business decisions, but you really couldn't get it all into the customer journeys. And I think that's the big change that I've seen over the last 10 years. The power that we've got behind the processing right now, the cloud compute that we get, enables us to just push the edge a little bit more. Five years ago, I would have been looking at it from an insight perspective, storytelling, which is hugely important in helping shaping the business decisions. Now I get to look at it from how do I help the customer make decisions as well, which I think is a big shift from where we were five, 10 years ago. Examples of that, because what does that actually mean in reality? It means actually taking the business out of some of those decisions ever so slightly, not all the time, but ever so slightly. Looking at all of the customer journeys that a customer gets to contact us through, whether that's in our service, whether that's in our marketing, so below the line direct emails, etc., whether that is in the product itself, so how they interact with the apps that we have, actually physically consuming TV or using the broadband. All of those are ways that we can talk to the customer. We can change what we put in front of them. We can help direct them on a different journey. And all of that helps us make sure that they're engaged. It helps us make sure that they're getting the value that they want out of the product that they're paying for. And it's really interesting because whenever we go into consumer closeness groups, a lot of the things that come up is really around value. It's around what does this mean for me? And what we see a lot of is in today's world, that's not just around price. It's around, am I spending enough time using this? Is it worth the money that I'm spending on it for me? And that's all around how you engage those customers. So I think with machine learning, with AI, yes, we could have built a model that we would have sent out via a direct mail or an email five, 10 years ago. Now, what we do is we get to play it in real time into those products to actually get the customer to interact when they choose to, rather than when we choose to. It's fascinating that all the sort of the tech behind it and that instant real time data coming through. It's just, and it's only going to go that way in the future as well. Proper geek out. I love it. (laughs) Excellent. Well, obviously we're here at the Women in Data Conference today, so it'd be remiss of me not to talk around that. What's been your experience of sort of diversity in in a data-related role and in your industry? Do you think there are some barriers and things that businesses can do to sort of support women coming through in those roles? Yeah, so we talked about university earlier, and I have to say it was a fairly male-dominated degree that I did. I didn't think anything of it at the time, if I'm being honest. And when I came straight out of uni, Again, quite male dominated, especially in the leadership roles. 
I was quite lucky that when I joined Sky, my bosses in the first few years were female. So I never actually questioned whether females could get into more managerial roles. Maybe I didn't see them as much in the leadership roles, but I could see that you could do it. I find what's interesting, though, is the role modelling of it. I think it's so important to have the diversity in those leadership roles. Two things. Don't underestimate what you can learn from different experiences around the room. Not everyone has trodden the same path. In fact, every single person has trodden a different one. And they've all taken a slightly different from that. And whether that's about being female, whether that's around ethnicity, whether that's just around your personality preferences and how you communicate with each other, you can learn something from that. And I think it's really important to role model that because I find it amazing how many times I've looked up into the kind of the roles above me and I consider whether I can pitch myself doing that role based on the people I see in it and how they act and how they behave. And interestingly, I, I don't think I've ever questioned the fact because I'm female or woman, but I always have thought about it from an introversion point of view. I tend to be the quiet one in the room. Back in the day, I would have been that person sitting in the background, head stuck in a piece of code. That was my safe space. I quite enjoyed it, frankly. Geeking out. Geeking out. <laughs> I love it. And when I looked up, all the leaders were very engaging, vibrant, like sometimes a bit jazz handsy. And I always pictured myself doing that and I couldn't quite see that element. Uh, and I think that's what's really important in all of this. It's it's around whatever path you choose, how you can picture yourself in that. And having role models that display slightly different characteristics, I think, is hugely important in that. That's really good advice. Again, things mirror in my career in that I was the introvert, but now probably people can't shut me up. Exactly, right? <laughs> it's something you can teach yourself. I'm still an introvert at heart. I go home, I sit and I have my quiet time and I'm okay with that. But I've learned how to manage it. It's the perception, is it? And the expectations is really interesting. Yeah. I know we haven't got much time because you've got a busy day today at the conference. Just as a final question to finish, I just wondered, what would your advice be for anyone thinking of going into a data-related career? particularly around for women, but I think anyone advice would be really useful. Two things, two things. The first one is be curious. Don't be afraid to ask questions. I'm not going to say that there's no such thing as a stupid question because we've all sometimes had them, not all the time. However, if you don't know, you should ask. And one of the things that you get to do with the data is you get to query. It's like a creative license every single time you, you look at it. But also it's with the businesses, it's with the customers in focus groups as well. So be curious, ask questions, and don't lose sight of the softer skills. Everyone always thinks that you have to focus on the technical. I need to learn the latest bit of Python. I need to learn how to build gradient boost modeling or random forest or the next level of kind of data engineering. That's great. And it will get you quite a long way. However, coming back to this is about our customer's voice. A big part of this is how we tell the story and how we make a difference in those decisions. And if you can't influence others to actually take that gamble with you on something that potentially they're not that comfortable with and they don't quite understand, you're never going to make that step change. So really don't lose sight on the kind of the softer skills. Be curious, ask the questions, build those relationships and those networks, because those are the things that help you step change how the customers and how the business use this information that we're collecting. Well, thanks very much, Sarah. And thank you for your time today. It's been really interesting, if not short, I wish we could talk longer, <laughs> chat. And congratulations again on your award. Thank you very much. Very exciting. Excellent. And we'll see you next time on the Power of Data podcast. Find out more about how Dun & Bradstreet can help your business be better. Contact us at marketinguk at dnb.com. 
And remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts.